0: Or not at all. I'm Zainab As-Saleh and this is my 530.
1: Hey guys, welcome to this week's 530. Event planner, interior stylist, author, wife, and mother of three, we are truly in awe of this week's guest. Founder and managing director of Dubai based Carousel Events. Zainab al-Saleh.
2: Not only is Zainab kind, compassionate, and dedicated to her craft, she has built a formidable brand within the region, helping clients turn their dreams into reality. This is going to be an awesome conversation, and we're pleased to welcome Zainab to the podcast. Hope you enjoy this one.
1: I can imagine that people's tastes have changed so much like a wedding 15 years ago would look quite different to the one that
0: you know what now you know what Sophie it's interesting you say that because from um, the first wedding that I ever did um, my main objective with my clients was to create timeless weddings for them I never wanted any of my couples to look back and think what was I thinking Um, this isn't something that I would do today I want them to always reflect and go back and think it was perfect in every way and I wouldn't change a thing 20 years later. And believe it or not, I have some of my very first weddings in the book and they're still beautiful today because the key is is to design with, with, with style, with elegance and not necessarily with what's trending. Yeah. So you have to be very careful with how you... It should be timeless. It, it should you know. be timeless, has to be timeless yeah
1: Thank goodness. <laughs> I, I just feel like <laughs> this is s- a, <laughs> you know question. I can
2: imagine myself like you know in like in a wedding event right now and just because I miss it sometimes because emotions yeah. are real. Yes. you know like the, the stress, it's not even stress. It's more of like, hey, I want it to be perfect. right There's no room for errors because it's as you've mentioned, it's just like once in a lifetime experience. you cannot repeat it. There's no. No, no. no you, you don't <laughs> no have, rewind
0: There's no rewind and it's a one-time shot, you know It's like there's no do over with weddings. So once it's showtime, that's it.
1: uh, But you didn't start your career in the wedding business, right? I I did not. I read that it was, I think, 2008 that you decided to launch. Exactly. So I started my
0: career in the banking industry. Um, I went to business school, studied finance, um, and then I started my career in banks. But um, I I realized very quickly that it wasn't really what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Um, I wasn't happy. Um, And I just felt that there was something else that I needed to be doing. I had another purpose to fulfill, but I didn't know what. um, And it wasn't something I dreamt of all my life. I didn't dream of becoming a planner. It didn't even cross my mind. Even though I was infatuated with the world of weddings from a very young age, I I loved attending weddings with my mom. I loved uh, all the details. um, But I didn't think that this is what I wanted to do. It wasn't something that I thought about especially because wedding planning is a very new concept in our part of the world. It mm-hmm. wasn't something that people did, is hire a planner. Um, weddings were typically um, planned by the family okay. um, because, you know, most people have really big families in the Middle East. So whether it's the mom or the sisters. Um, it's yeah, a family affair, a sort family of like a affair. reunion, right? Exactly. Um, they might hire decorators, but they don't necessarily um, hire a planner. People did not understand what a planner Really does mm-hmm.
2: um,
0: in the U.S. and Europe, it's um, it 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 goes all the way back to the fifties. <laughs> yeah. So people knew what a planner was, but not in our part of the world. So when I first started, I think I was one of the first planners here in the um, in the UAE and the region.
2: What year was that?
0: Uh, so I first started as a uh, corporate event planner. I did not start with weddings, um, and that was back in two thousand seven, two thousand eight. And then with the recession, of course, you know corporate uh, events and marketing budgets got slashed and um, that came to a complete stop actually. That was
2: around 2008, 2009, yeah. Exactly,
0: Um, and then it was like, okay. Um, And then it was just by sheer coincidence that I got a call um, in 2009 from a bride who had gotten my number from someone um, and she said that she was engaged and um, she had just moved here and did not know anyone and didn't know where to start. Um, And that she wanted to plan her wedding here. And if I was available. And I said, Well, I have never planned a wedding um, in a professional capacity. I've helped people. I used to love helping my friends plan their weddings. I planned my brother in law's wedding. I said, But I've never really done a wedding uh, before. Yours would be the first one. So. And she basically said, you know what? I have nothing to lose. I don't know anyone here. I have no friends. I have no family. <laughs> She's like, so if you're happy to do this with me, I'm all right. I'm okay to be your first bride. And I was like, okay, let's do this. And the rest is history. And here I am talking to you 15 <laughs> years later. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing
2: yeah. where it's just this like one person who is going to put their trust in you. Right. And then would just like change your life forever.
0: Exactly. And it was, you know, that moment, um, that the tremendous um, weight of the responsibility um, just hit me. And I was like, okay, now I'm responsible for someone's wedding, someone's the biggest, you know, day, of the biggest day of their lives. <laughs> this girl's dream, maybe since the age of three, and it's all in my hands. And, you know, that sense of responsibility has not diminished, in, you know, up until this day. I mean, no matter how many weddings I've done or um, how capable I am, I, I still can't sleep before a wedding. I'm still a nervous wreck. Um, because Again, <laughs> it's it may be my, you know, 200th wedding, but it's her first wedding and it's her only wedding, hopefully. Um, and again, it's that responsibility that lies on my shoulders. That is really, I think, one of the most difficult um, Aspects of my job.
1: Yeah, how, like, what kind of personality traits do you think are essential for someone in that field or for yourself, like, that you've had to really work on to be able to manage people's expectations and the responsibility and the pressure of, like you said, delivering on the biggest day of their life?
0: Um, First and foremost, um, I think to have uh, compassion, to be kind, to be caring, um, to be passionate about what you do is very important as well um and then of course being organized being meticulous with the details that's all a given but i think it's the soft um human skills that are very important being a good communicator um being someone that is able to uh, resolve conflict uh being someone that kind of uh be calm even in the, you know, most hectic of situations, you know, sometimes I appear to be the calmest person in the room, even though inside my head, I'm like, (laughs) going at 200 (laughs) miles an hour, I'm like, but uh, you have to maintain that calm, because once you panic, that's it. You know, like everyone around you is going to panic. So you have to always be the calmest person in the room.
2: You exude, like, calmness and, you know, <laughs> confidence. As soon as you enter the room, you're just like, you know, okay, cool. We're
0: fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think but first and foremost, just to be compassionate, to be kind, to be gentle, to be understanding and patient.
2: That's amazing. I can... I can um, sort of like relate to when you when you mentioned that you had your first ever event because my videography filmmaking career started off with my boss's wedding. Oh, wow. And she was <laughs> like, uh, Chris, do you do f- videos? And I was like, uh, yeah. But in the back of my head, it was 2011. There was no cameras available. Like, you know, like what we have right now. It's right. very select and rare. So she's like, oh, I'll fly you to Morocco for two weeks. Shoot my wedding. And I was like, I've never shot a wedding. <laughs> but then I'm just like, she put her trust in me. It's like, I need to make this work. And then it took off from there. So it's amazing. And I like the fact that when you mentioned that, you know, you probably have done 200 weddings, but everything is like brand new. So how do you maintain that drive that you have for every wedding?
0: Um, I think what's interesting about what I do is that every wedding is so unique and so different. Mm -hmm. And it's actually, I would say, what makes our field um, a you know, not monotonous, you know, it's not like you're doing the same thing day in, day out. Yes, maybe the basic tasks are kind of the same, but because no two people are alike and not every couple is going to want the same format or, you know, it's the same venue or it's the same design or the same dynamic, every wedding we do is so different. And I'm very adamant about not doing you know, like cookie cutter weddings, where you just copy, paste, copy, paste, because everyone deserves to have their own unique day. Um, And I think that really is, you know, what keeps me going is that I'm, you know, pushing myself and, and, you know, our creativity and our, uh, and our skills to the limit with every project that we take on. And, you know, the expectations start to get, you know, bigger and bigger. Um, you know, you, you, you get a bigger name, you get, you know, that's why it doesn't get easier, because now people have are, have so much more that they expect from you. It's like, oh, a carousel wedding then. And you have to exceed people's expectations with every single event and wedding and project that we do. So I think that's what keeps it interesting for me. I'm someone that gets bored really easily. <laughs> Um I, I Creative I, people, I, I, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I I need change in my life. Like even my home, I'm constantly <laughs> shuffling things around. And it's like my husband comes and goes, Okay, now the chair is gone. Where is the where did you move it to? Or I have to I have to um you know ha- have change in my life. And um I think with with what I do, it gives me that opportunity because again, every, every set of, you know, weddings and events I do brings its own challenges, its own dynamic. And it, it keeps it very interesting for me.
1: And As from a creative perspective, like how do you stay inspired? Are you traveling? Are you seeing other people's and attending loads of you know, your friends and family's weddings and going abroad and wanting to like kind of bring new concepts and themes and ideas to present to your clients? How do you keep that the ideas flowing?
0: I think you know with with what keeps me inspired. I'm mostly inspired by the people I work for, my couples. They are the ones that inspire me because. My process is to get to know them first um, because I want to make sure that I design and plan a wedding that is reflective of them. Um, so I spend a lot of time trying to understand who they are as people, uh, what they do, what they like, what they don't like, how they, um, their relationship came about. And I think mostly I'm really inspired by them. They inspire me, you know, that, that they get my creative juices flowing. I surround myself with beautiful things all the time. Uh, even in my personal space, because that also keeps me inspired and creative. I, I don't sleep at night when I have a wedding <laughs> because I'm constantly thinking, okay, what am I going to do? What am I, you know, so I, I think mo- first and foremost, it comes from my couples.
1: That's so nice. And I guess the story of like their love and their journey. Exactly. Exactly. So
0: and then that, you know, that then comes through yeah. on their wedding day.
1: And it's not just weddings. It, you've branched out away from weddings, right? Correct. So you have like corporate events that you do, but also home styling and interiors. Correct. Can you tell us a little bit about how you decided to diversify away from just the wedding events brand that you build?
0: So during COVID, of course, uh, we were not allowed to work. All our events um, Got canceled or delayed or postponed. We were not taking on any new bookings. Um, we didn't know when we were going to come out of it. Of course, I have my team um, that I've worked very hard to curate and put together for many, many years. Um, I finally had a team that I can rely on and a team that understands me. And, um, you know, they, they, uh, they share my passion for what we do. And it was very important for me that I didn't lose a single member of my team because it's very hard to find the right people. That's so
2: nice. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, uh, you know, we're, we're a small team and they're like my family. So I wanted to make sure that they all stayed with me. I didn't want to lose them. I wanted to come out at the end of this with my team intact, with my company still in place, because I knew that once this came to an end, then the floodgates would open because you're going to have a backlog of of weddings. So, but I needed to think of a way to keep them motivated and keep them inspired and keep myself motivated and uh, get us working again and creating. I also, you know, of course, I'm a business owner. I run a company. I needed to make sure I, you know, can float. Um, Mm -hmm. I needed to make money and... uh, I, I'd always loved interiors. it was something that you know I, I enjoyed doing in my personal space in my home and it's not that much different to weddings. for example, you know with weddings we create temporary um, mm-hmm. environments and, and installations With homes it's it's, a, it's your permanent space. So really we had the skills. Uh, I had the people that I could transition from designing and planning for weddings and events to then you know styling and designing homes. So it was kind of a natural, I, I would say, pivot. So in May of 2020, I launched Carousel Casa. Mm-hmm. And um, within three weeks, we got our first project <laughs> from a previous couple of ours. That's so one so cool.
1: community I'm, that you've built, that's exactly. Amazing.
0: And the nice thing is, I do stay in touch with all my clients. You know, I think once you've uh, been a part of such a special day for them, you stay with them. You know, they and of course, you know, they're happy. And, uh, you know, we, we, we stay friends. Uh, so she reached out. She was a bride whose wedding I did back in 2011. And she reached out and she said, Zainab, I just saw that you launched an interiors business. We just bought a home and I don't know where to start. <laughs> and who better than you to come and help us with it because you know us so well. And that was our first CASA project. And it was a godsend because it, you know, just took me out of a rut. I was I was quite depressed. I was very upset. Mm-hmm. Um, because just to see all these years of hard work kind of come crumbling down, not knowing when you're going to come out of this. Mm. And I love what I do. And I love creating. And I love to to be, you know, I I would say busy, you know, I I like being busy. So yeah, that's where it started from.
1: You obviously have so many things going on, (laughs) all these projects, weddings, houses. Yes. So we were speaking offline a little bit about how you try not to take on too many weddings at one time, obviously, they I can imagine, vary in size and the number of guests and the kind of elaborateness of of all of them. But each one obviously has the same amount of kind of love and care and attention from you and your team going into it. So how do you juggle all of these different projects? And is there any kind of entrepreneurial hack that you have that you've kind of honed to get all <laughs> of this down? I
0: think um, being, uh, I would say, organized is very important. And also waking up early. What time? Uh, 5 a.m.
1: Wow. Yes. Wow. So how does your, like, t- t- talk us through your morning routine and then, and, and then what a day in the life of sleep like
0: <laughs> So I, I, I make sure that I get a good night's sleep. It's very important for me to have a good night's sleep. So I try to be in bed by 10 p.m. I, I, I like to get seven to eight hours of sleep if possible. It's not always possible, but if <laughs> I can, I will. And... Uh, Basically, my alarm goes off at 5 a.m., I get up, I shower, I get dressed, I am ready for the day. I don't go uh, downstairs. I don't start my day without being, you know, like, showered and ready and dressed because it just puts you in that kind of, uh, you know- Refreshes you. Yeah, Yeah. exactly, you're like, I'm ready, I'm ready Mm -hmm. to go. I go downstairs, the house is quiet, my kids are still asleep, um, and it's just, I have three to four hours on my own. You know, no emails, no messages, no calls. and, you know, my team gets into the office, at around 9 a.m., so I allow myself those three hours to kind of just sit down, focus, get through all my emails, get through the, our to-do lists, get through everything that I need to do for the day. Um, because once my day starts, it's impossible for me to, to focus on a lot of the work that I need to kind of, you know, do on my own. And it also gives me an opportunity to get everything that I need done over to my um team so that once they come to the office they have every every everything they need you know they have my, the answers from me they have mm-hmm. uh the briefs uh, they have responses to their emails and their queries and then you know 9am my my day starts and then I'm off <laughs> i'm off uh, <laughs> site visits client meetings uh, supplier um visits at times uh, i may be in the office working with my team uh and uh I think as an entrepreneur, my social life had to take a hit because, it, you know, I'm also a mother. Um, I have three boys. So I needed to be able to juggle all of that. So my social Sorry, life. Sorry, three boys. Yes, I have three that, boys. That's
2: <laughs> more than <laughs> more than yeah. one person's job.
0: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, my day has to be very organized. I have a I have a routine in place and I try not to break it. And then, you know, my day ends at around 5 p.m. Not every day ends at around 5 p.m. And uh, I end my day usually with a workout because that helps me decompress and de-stress and kind of, you know, calm myself down uh, to be able to have a good night's sleep. I try and do that day in, day out. Uh, But uh, like I said, sometimes it just doesn't work Um, because if we have active events or if I need to meet clients after work hours because they themselves work, then of course my day is going to shuffle. But I think waking up early is a big one for me.
1: Yeah, I think if you win the morning, you win the day. Exactly.
2: That's true. Yeah, if you're you're awake early and everyone's still asleep, you're already ahead of them.
1: It really is amazing. Uh, Obviously, it makes so much sense. But when you have those extra hours in the day, the whole day all of a sudden feels like lighter. Lighter, longer. Absolutely. Which makes sense. But, you know, there there there, there is so much you can squeeze into yes. those exercises. And then, hours.
0: you know, you just feel that you you've you've tackled a big chunk of your to do list. And that in itself is a great way to kind of not be so stressed and anxious about the rest of the day. Um because of what I do as well, I'm constantly on the go and I'm constantly getting calls. You know, I get you know, disrupted mm-hmm. a lot, it, it means it's impossible for me to sit and focus. And especially when it comes to designing, I really need that space and quiet to be able to focus uh, and, and design um, our weddings and events.
2: I am sure that you have a lot of clients from, from like, very premium brands and five-star hotels and as well as like individual guests of which wants a piece of you how do you divide your attention just to make sure that you manage expectations for a successful event
0: you know i don't know how i do it you know and, and and the funny thing is is that when i meet clients and I, especially wedding clients i always say to them you know i'm available 24 7 and i do mean it and i am available 24 7. I think because I'm, I'm very organized with my time and I'm someone that doesn't procrastinate and I don't have things pile up, I am able to kind of get to people. I, I don't like, and I'm a bit OCD, so I can't see messages piling up or emails, but like I have to tackle, I have to get to them, you know, so when someone WhatsApps me, I have to answer, I have to read it, an email, so I don't let things pile up. I, I don't know. I guess I got I guess I have a special <laughs> skill <laughs> because it is hard and sometimes people do say, like how how are you able to speak to this person, answer a WhatsApp and an email all at the same time while you're And at you the know. same
2: time building a whole setup exactly, for a wedding.
0: Exactly. And you know, they say practice makes perfect. I've been doing this long enough.
2: <laughs> well, you must be really doing it. Great, you're very <laughs> Thank organized. You. Um, Thank you. we hope we can get a piece of that <laughs> from this episode. Yeah. Um I'm very curious to know about you, you do lavish weddings, like, you know, crazy designs and all these things, but sort of like they're ephemeral because at the end of the event, they're being taken down. How do you feel about like putting all like the months and years of work into like very temporary setup?
0: That's heartbreaking for me. I usually the minute a wedding is done or an event, I leave because I can't see it being torn down because (laughs) it really is heartbreaking to see all the hard work that has gone into this and months of planning and and setup and uh, production all of that you know just vanish in four to five hours but I guess what what makes it all worthwhile is the joy and happiness that you're able to witness and I think that's so that it's invaluable you know just just to see what that temporary um, installation or that Did for 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 a lot of people. And it's like, you know, sometimes it's anticlimactic like that. I'm like, oh, you know, I wake up the next morning and I have uh, withdrawal symptoms because (laughs) I feel like, you know, it's like it's all I like think about and breathe is that that particular wedding. And sometimes I do get attached to my clients as well. And I do miss them afterwards. Oh, that's um, so nice. So, so I do have withdrawal symptoms the <laughs> day after. And then, of course, we get the photos and the videos yeah. and you get to relive them all over again. And, you know, you're on to the next one. But it is hard and I never stay to watch uh, them dismantle. I, I, That's it. I'm going. <laughs> it. like, don't I'm show going. me. Don't <laughs> tell me what happened <laughs> afterwards.
2: <laughs> but, but, but I think you did an amazing job because you just created a very special coffee table book.
0: Yes. So
2: how did that come about?
0: Uh, I call it my Covid baby. <laughs> so I spent um, most of my career documenting all the uh, events and weddings and projects that I'd worked on. It was very important for me to do that because that's our portfolio. You know you you have mm-hmm. to make sure that you are documenting it. And even though uh, we had the wedding photographers, videographers present, I made sure that I hire my own uh, video photo team to capture our our setup and and what we have done for every project. So I had built um, a library of thousands of images of all our weddings with all of the details. Um, and it was always a dream of mine to, to do a coffee table book about weddings and specifically about weddings in our part of the world in the Middle East. Uh, I've attended many wedding conferences abroad and I've been a speaker at many and people are always intrigued. With, with our culture. It's such a colorful and diverse culture here in the Middle East. Um, and there's so much detail that goes into a Middle Eastern wedding. And I thought, you know, it'd be nice to share that with, with other people, you know, whether planners or maybe even brides to be who want to be inspired. But I'd just been so busy that it was very difficult for me to sit and focus on writing a book. And it, it's a big project. It mm-hmm. took me um, I would say maybe 16 to 17 months um, wow. to, to finish the book. And um, so when, again, during COVID, I had all the time in the world and I thought maybe it's time that I do that. And I wanted to come out of COVID not thinking that I sat around and did nothing and just wallowed in my misery and felt <laughs> sorry for myself. I wanted to look back and think I was able to come up with you know a new division for my business and the book. And uh, they're my silver linings. And I didn't want to look back at COVID and, and have any, you know, like kind of uh, bad feelings about that period, even as difficult as that was for the whole world. I wanted to still have something positive come out of that. And um, the book was, was it. Um, and it was uh, published in December of uh, 2022.
1: Congrats. That's, that's congratulations. really congratulations. Thank that's you. That's amazing. Thank you so much. And such a lovely, like, Keepsake, it is to look it's back a on book, everything yeah. that you've achieved over like the last fifteen years. It is, it is. Thank and you're you.
2: right because like now, 2020 until 2022, I didn't even know that it existed. It was <laughs> just like it's like a, there's a gap in there.
1: Exactly. And
2: I was like, what have you done in those like two years? You know, that's that's really cool. And for you, looking back, yeah, and, and also to have like tangible. a
1: physical, because now everything is just on social media, and obviously the Instagram. For your wedding business is an interior business they're both stunning thank you so stunning the kind of the whole visual element of it all coming together it just looks so perfect but to have like a book that you can just share with like your family and your friends as well It's yes. so special
0: it's and and you know it's uh it's like some it's a place to also document all the beautiful imagery that we have as mm-hmm. well and like you said it's a culmination of my 15 years and it's nice to have that you know, to hold and to see and yeah. to flip through. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Is there a common misconception you, that you think people have about um, like your, your line of work? That it's fun and games.
0: <laughs> that we only do beautiful things or you're surrounded by flowers and pretty things. And that's really 1% of what we do.
2: The logistics must be really dreadful. Yeah. Like there's <laughs> a lot of physical, emotional work. Yes into it absolutely how how do you guys plan these sort of events is it like what's what's the like you know the minimum um duration of you guys setting up lead up and to the actual physical set of the event so
0: you know I, I mean i always tell people like give me three to six months minimum but i have planned weddings for you know 800 people in four weeks <laughs> i have um people in our part of the world tend to be very last minute with 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 planning their weddings because engagements are shorter here and uh, i think especially since covid i would say timelines have shrunk you know people now like it's almost like a reflex like quickly quickly get before something happens and you can't (laughs) celebrate and you so so our timelines have shrunk you know i i'm I'm lucky to get two to three months now to plan a wedding of any size Oh my goodness. Um so when it comes to setups, I would say physical setups depends on the complexity and the size mm-hmm. of the wedding. But anywhere from three days to, to a day um, setting up before. <laughs> one day. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we have no choice sometimes we have no choice but to set up in one day wow exactly (laughs) so (laughs) we have to make it work it's our problem
2: you really need to have like a netflix show about all these things i think it's going to be super interesting all the dramas that you're going (laughs) to (laughs) see
0: one day one day it It will be be nice to see like the behind the scenes (laughs) like you hosting it exactly because (laughs) most of the time people just see the finished kind of Product. they don't it's really just the tip see, of the iceberg it's the tip of the iceberg they don't see it coming to life even though there 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 has been times where i've done time lapses of our setups because especially when they're complicated just to explain to people like really what goes on it just doesn't you know magically appear and especially to justify costs sometimes because sometimes people don't understand why is it costing me the, but you know it's look at what it takes to put this together mm. Yeah, so I can imagine time. just the flowers, yeah. this The oh food yeah. and everything. Yeah. It's it's uh, the production, that, the lighting, yeah. the um all of it. <laughs> all of it.
2: Wow, we used to work in hospitality, uh, Sophie and I, and we've seen like how our mice guys <laughs> go on a daily basis. Yeah. It's non stop. It's nonstop. It's nonstop.
1: If you could go back, <laughs> would you still go into your banking career? Or would you go straight into this? No, I would go straight into, I mean, I would definitely, if,
0: you know, I I think, you know, they they, they tell you like, if, what would you tell your younger self? Yeah. And I would tell my younger self, understand your strengths and your passions and pursue them. And I did not understand what my strengths or passions were at a younger age, hence why I wasn't able to pursue them. And I think if I had known that, I would have definitely went into, um, I would have, went into design school for example i would have directed myself in a different way and exactly gone straight into what i'm doing today because i can't imagine myself doing anything else
2: oh that's amazing yeah. and also i think banking like let you really think of uh, what you really want in life because doing something that you don't like makes you think of the passionate things that you're you know really wanting to do um, what do you like to do on your free time? If you ever have free time, I know that you have like a really nice work-life balance. but it's scheduled w- in there at when, some
1: point in the diary.
0: When
2: you <laughs> shut down from all of these things, what do you like to do?
0: Get into bed <laughs> <laughs> and watch friends.
2: <laughs> is that watch the best? Watch something
0: that, you know, helps me switch off and not have to, um, you know, think about anything heavy. You know, just sometimes it's just in the background, but just something to decompress that's that, that's the happy time of day for me to be able to just kind of decompress and and, and be in bed um but uh, I mean my free time I try to spend it with my family as well because a lot of times I'm unable to be there weekends or um, evenings so when I do have the free time I I want to be with my family
1: is there a wedding season in this part of the world
0: absolutely so our season starts in September um and then ends around April May Um, Okay. So you know, June, July, August tend to be very quiet, even though we have a wedding um, this summer in August. But it's not typical um, Mm -hmm. that people get married here in the summer. Of course, you know, it's scorching hot, and uh, a lot of people travel. Um, But our season is really September to May.
2: And then they all just like pile up in just like one. Exactly.
0: It's all just very much condensed into Mm -hmm. a few months, Um, Mm -hmm. and then. Uh, which is what's nice about having the interiors business now and the, because then they balance themselves out. So it, whereas previously, you know, it was kind of like we had a few months and we had to get as much work as possible in those months. Um, and then we've got, you know, dead four to, let's say, uh, three to four months of, of nothing. But now kind of balances out having interior projects Um uh, with 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 our weddings and events
1: how is it how has it grown like over the years or in the way that Dubai has grown so much and you know we've seen this city just rapidly change and it's been incredible like it's yeah. so innovative it's so encouraging to business owners have you found that there's been a lot of momentum behind your industry as well and that it's grown kind of alongside
0: absolutely um I think you know the way Dubai has has grown and developed has been inspiring to all of us. Um, and you know you have to keep up you know if you're if you're working in 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 the city you really have to keep up with that momentum because expectations are so much higher and they keep raising the bar and if you are going to succeed in 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 Dubai you have to do the same I think what's uh amazing about it it's it's been inspiring to all of us and you're like okay you know I, I want to be part of that I want to <laughs> do you know you you just and you know there's a there's an allure to being a wedding planner in Dubai. Like when people buy, oh, you're a wedding planner in Dubai, you know. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's, it's very special being a wedding planner here. So you have to live up to that expectation. You know, when people think of Dubai, they think of luxury and opulence and perfection. And, and, and you have to set yourself within that as well.
2: As many requirements as uh, one would have, like how do you get all your logistics sorted from the premium brands or like the premium... Um, materials that you'll need, is everything available in here or do you have to outsource them from outside of uh, the UAE?
0: I would say when I first started, yes, a lot had to be outsourced. We, we did not have a lot of options available to us here, um, especially when it came to things like linens and napkins mm-hmm. and accessories and, uh, you know, a, a lot of like the decor elements. Uh, Furniture as well, like there weren't as many furniture rental companies. And, you know, the wedding industry was still very, very like at its, you know, I would say very infant phase. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, people were not really doing weddings on the scale that we see today, there was no social media. There, you know, now everyone's trying to up. Mm. You know, people see so much. People, and I think with like
1: even like people like the Kardashians opening their doors to like their wedding.
0: Exactly, see what
1: yeah the, the level of what some people could have. Absolutely, and then you're like, oh, well, I want that.
0: Exactly, <laughs> and and the thing is, is that because we see so much, you know, you're constantly bombarded by, you know, like you you're, you 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 don't know what you want. You know, it's sometimes brides are confused, like do I want an all-white wedding or do I want a wedding with pops of color or, you know, it's because they see so much as well. Um, So at the beginning, yes, Mm -hmm. I had to outsource uh, and, and like work with companies that are based in the US or Europe because I wanted something different and I wanted something special. I wanted to stand out. I didn't want to um, kind of just blend in with whatever was uh, being done here. Um, And I had to, also start customizing a lot of things because i couldn't find what i want in the market but i would say today um you know the the industry has has uh grown so much um there are a lot of businesses that are supporting um our industry today um and uh, i think now i could say that there are so many companies here that are now supporting supporting us um with, with our weddings and events.
2: I know this is going to be a really tough question, but is there any memorable wedding that you've uh, encountered?
0: All my weddings. It's like <laughs> asking me to pick which of my boys are <laughs> <that's> my favorites. <laughs> they, I, I, I love all my weddings. They're all very, very special to me. But uh, if, if you're going to ask me to pick one, it has to be my first one. That will always happen. It's always special, it's right? It's always and special. <laughs> in your brain and your <laughs> yes, heart. Yes, and I'm grateful because, you know, it was that wedding that launched my career and carousel and uh, you know without it i wouldn't be here today
1: <laughs> what's next for carousel
0: what's next for carousel good question <laughs> <laughs> there's so much that i still want to do um i I, w- I would love to open a um, flower gallery because you know flowers are at the heart of what we do at carousel and uh, we're well known for our flowers as well so have it, you know Having some, a space like that uh, is something that I dream of. I also love baking. Um, I think if I wasn't a wedding planner, I would have been a
1: pastry chef. And I would have <laughs> my <cool>. own bakery. <laughs> What's the most popular flavor wedding cake out here?
0: We have had quite a diverse, um, I would say, uh, diverse requests for, for cake flavors. But I would say like chocolate and vanilla remain, you know, something that people ask for just because it's safer for everyone. Mm-hmm. However, there's been many occasions where we've customized flavors, you know, depending on people's cultures or, uh, you know, personal likes, um, uh, from rose flavor to, mm-hmm. to saffron pistachio, for example, to uh, lemon, to so th- th- it's, you know, it's a wide range of flavors, I would say, but most of the time it would be, you know, chocolate vanilla combination. <laughs>
1: what's,
2: what's your most favorite thing about organizing a wedding?
0: Being part of The joy and happiness and sharing that with with the couples and their families. That's my favorite part. That's cool. Yeah,
2: And it's not just transactional because you keep the relationship going forever.
1: It's also so happy. I think when Chris and I, as he said, we used to work in hospitality. And when you're, I was in PR and and in the marketing field. And when you're in that and you're basically selling a holiday essentially because it's a hotel and you're wanting people to come there and to relax and have a nice time and to have a really delicious dinner or to sunbathe and lie on the beach it's really nice because everyone's happy you're yes. basically selling it just a really you're
0: happy memory
2: experience. It's is fun
1: 100
0: and you know there's so much um i would say you've y- 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 gratification in that and and just when you know like people tell you that, that you know you've made them happy and that you know you've made their dreams come true and they will never forget this day and uh, they want to do it all over again. You know you've done your job right and you've done it well. And you, you want to be remembered that way. You That's know, nice. Yeah.
2: And, uh, and I, think, I think our final question would be, what's something on your mind that you'd like to share with our audience?
0: Live your life gracefully. Live it um, to the fullest. Love with all your heart, whether people in your life or whether the things you want to do. Don't compromise on ethics and principles. And just be gracious, be kind. Be compassionate,
2: we can't say any fairer than that, Zainab. Thank you very much for your time. We know that you're super busy, but we appreciate I'm that you're so here. I'm so in
1: awe of you. I can't stop staring at you. I'm like, <laughs> you're amazing. Like,
2: you, know, <laughs> you know, like the movie Enchanted. It just like, feels like we're <laughs> in that set. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, thank you. It's thank so thank cool. you. Thank you so cool. That's so kind of Empress.
0: you. Thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed chatting to both of you. Um And um, I wish you guys all the best. <laughs> thank you. Likewise. <laughs> Thanks very thank much. So much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
2: is 100% organically handcrafted by Chris Dabugo and Sophie Ryan. You can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and participate in Q&As on Spotify. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to 5.30 on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or where awesome podcasts are available. This has been a 530 production.